0: Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and the Deer, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on
1: with the episode. We are back with another episode of Top Tier Tactics. We saw the Elite Tua go at it today, Bud. How are you? Another day. Love it. I'm ready to go watch some football. What for, I mean, right now, we just finished watching the Bills versus Kansas City. We saw Kansas City pretty much tear it up this game. They were pretty in control, and now we're going to head into the Cowboys versus Cardinals. Yeah. I'm hoping for a big game for Kyler. Really? Yes. How, how much of a big game do you need in, to win one of See, your See, the weeks?
0: issue is the other guy has Hopkins, so... You know, I need Hopkins to do nothing, but Kyler to do something. So it's probably gonna be a little rough.
1: You need basically a bunch of rushing yards. I need a miracle. You need. Yeah, a, you need, need a some miracle. Help. You need some help. Uh, I mean, it, it was a fun week. It was a. Well, it was a questionable week. We saw a lot of quarterbacks go in the negatives. We saw Aaron Rodgers. We saw Teddy Bridgewater. They both hit the negatives in the stat line. Uh, uh what's his name? Kirk Cousins was also in the negatives for a majority of the game until garbage time hit around. Uh, I mean, how many people lost their weeks through quarterback play? A lot. I mean, uh, absolutely. Your not. quarterback is projected to get 20 points. If he hits not only not his projection, but also gets in the negatives, you lose points? Uh, I, I can't imagine you winning your week. Uh, but I do want to pat ourselves on the back real quick because uh, our kicker of the week, just once again, 10th time in a row, three mm-hmm. years running. I mean, who, who, which, whichever kicker we pick. Young Hoku. Uh, I mean, Young you Hoku, know, he went up 19 points in uh, most formats. So I, I, that was RB1 material, wide receiver one, qu- quarterback one, if you want to count all the <laughs> shenanigans <laughs> that went around this week. But, hey, we got a lot of waiver wires for you. Because there's a bunch of injuries, obviously, we're going to go over the injuries. We're going to go over the major key points of the games. And then, of course, the best segment that we have to offer you. Absolutely. NFL headlines. Raheem Mostard, who came in and was pretty electric. You kind of guaranteed one big play out of him because he's kind of had one every single game so far this year that he's played, but he has a high ankles brain. He uh, took it from Jimmy Garoppolo. You saw it during halftime that they exchanged energy and now he will most likely go into the IR. Yeah, so who are we looking for
0: right here? Like, most look like the most explosive back in that backfield, by by far in my opinion.
1: Yes, they want a speedster in that backfield. One that could really go sideline to sideline and then drive it upfield. Uh, Jarek McKinnon he was not getting it done against the Rams they even Mm -hmm. took him out Uh, Jeff Wilson he is still nursing an injury we he may come back this week that is still up to be determined Uh, Coleman he's still not available Uh, so right now the rookie the undrafted rookie Jamichael Hastley, might be the guy to own because he took all the fourth quarter carries to close out that game of course we're going to discuss that more in depth uh, in the waiver wire period absolutely now, Mark Ingram with an ankle injury, he may play week eight. I'm not touching him. You're not touching? I'm not touching him. I mean, I'm, he-
0: I'm keeping Mark Ingram away. You know, I, Gus Edwards is going to be a, an option there, but I'm trying to stay away as far as I can from the Ravens' backfield right now. It, it's jumbled everywhere. I'm I'm not interested.
1: It's been a complete mess, and it's absolutely ruined most people's draft board and draft stock. Uh, yeah. Mark Ingram, he's still going to stay on your roster most likely. It is difficult yeah. to drop him. You, uh,
0: you have a bye week in week seven, and then you play Pittsburgh. I, I mean, it, it's a rough schedule, but at least you get a bye for Mark Ingram on that.
1: Yeah, that, that'll definitely ease the blow a little bit. Now, Miles Sanders, talk about a difficult one. Set to miss a week or two with a knee injury. I'm going to lean towards two weeks on him.
0: Yeah, it's 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 not really a surprise because that was a a major concern injuries for my end with Miles Sanders. But yeah, he, he's going to be gone for two weeks, roughly in that range. Definitely, uh, they play Thursday this week. Supposedly, he's definitely not playing. No, no way. That, that is not going to happen. No so he'll be
1: out at least one week. Boston Scott uh, will be your guy. That is 100% true. Now, he did have a fumble that game that led into a touchdown. A huge stroke of luck for him, but the statistic still stands where he still has a fumble every 33 touches. That is always consistent with him. Now, Zach Ertz, same team, same offense, is set to miss a month with an ankle injury.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Goddard here. That gives Goddard a little bit of a bump, but that offense looks horrible. Uh, um and you're hoping that something changes. Uh, the The good news is they have New York Giants week seven. They have Dallas week eight, which is going to be huge, and then bye week week nine, and then you're back at New York Giants again. So your schedule looks good, but the team does not look good.
1: <laughs> Dallas Goddard uh, is still currently on the IR. Uh, we're waiting for news to see when he will become available. But as of right now, Zachary was immensely disappointing this year. Uh, he had multiple games with under 30 yards catching and some in the under 10 yards. Uh, I mean, uh, he, he wasn't necessarily droppable, but he was difficult to start. So this might make the process a little bit easier for you. Melvin Gordon expected to play in the upcoming game.
0: I, I want to see it. I want to actually see it. Do uh, I think he's going to play? Maybe. Is he going to get the workload that we think he's going to get? I think Lindsey's going to get a decent amount. I I could not see them being happy with what happened.
1: It should be immensely disappointing on how it happens. First, you get a DUI. Second, you get sick while having a DUI. That is definitely disappointing. Up-and-coming events, Lindsey had 23 touches for over 100 yards, so he was definitely impressive against a good... Uh, New England defense so I, I could definitely see him eating into the workload as he should he should and he deserves to eat into Melvin Gordon's workload the only question is, is how much is he going to eat into it uh, Corey Davis was activated from the COVID-19 list uh, we should definitely see him more and more as the games go on and it's a no starter for me Corey Davis really
0: hasn't done much at all I mean I this is more AJ Brown news than anything Uh,
1: A.J. Brown definitely had a great game with two touchdowns. Uh, It kind of takes away from Adam Humphreys, in my opinion. Adam Humphreys could have been a very sneaky start, had a lot of receptions, had a lot of yards uh, against the Texans this uh, this Sunday. So I I think it eats into him a little bit more. Uh, But I'm still, of course, like you said, he's a no-start, not even rosterable in my opinion unless A.J. Brown goes down. Now, Jonu Smith, he's currently listed as questionable. Against the Steelers, people, I mean, some rumors have gone around from the tie ends that he might miss at least a week or two. That is what I'm hearing, too, is is at least going to
0: be a week. I, I don't think he's going to suit up, and if he doesn't suit up, I mean, you're you're looking at A.J. Brown a lot of volume. He, he should uh, get a lot of volume. Especially without Corey Davis there. I mean, it's not, Corey Davis isn't a huge deal, but John o. Smith is a star. I'll say it. I oh, I think he there. is an absolute star and he's going to be very good. Uh hopefully he comes back, but it, I think it's going to be weak. My guess is uh two.
1: I think two is a very realistic scenario especially for a tight end of that caliber. Now the Steelers secondary they got torched by the Eagles. Uh, I think that's fair to say. They, of course, had a huge lead and then allowed the Eagles to come back. It took a very, it took a botched two point conversion for them to steal a win mm-hmm. against the Eagles. Now, Joe Mixon, he came up on the injury report. First, it was a shin. Then it was a stomach. Then it was a back. Now it's a, now it's an ankle, right? That's what we're hearing. It was a
0: foot. A foot. It is a foot? It's a foot. From, from what I'm hearing, uh, they play Cleveland week seven and then Tennessee week eight. And then they have their bye week nine. I do not see him playing against Cleveland, uh, for sure. And then Tennessee, uh, it's going to be interesting. But but he's a tough guy. He plays through his injuries on a regular basis, but I I don't see him playing, at least missing a week.
1: Against the Browns, where they have two of their star RBs out, it should be a fun one. Of course, I still consider Kareem Hunt a star running back, so that is a uh, 1A, 1B over there. Now, th- that's a lot of headlines, but I don't even feel like we've gotten the full stories out of all the no. teams. I feel like this is a halfway at I mean, of course, a lot of people want to hold as much information in from their opponents as possible, but I feel like we definitely got uh, shorted this week.
0: Yeah, there'll be, there'll be a lot more information coming out, but it's all been generic information. There hasn't been anything valid or anything Yeah, we, like
1: we want details, people. Teams, when you release the injury report, give us some details. Now, let's hop into some game recaps. Uh, A lot went by, a lot went down, and there's a lot of face value for you to take in and a lot of things that have, you know, an answer or a question to it. Now, let's start it off. Kansas City versus Buffalo, the game that just ended. We'll go this way first. Okay. CEH had 180 yards, a couple of receptions, but one, it was against a – Looked like a demoralized Bill's defense And it was a rainy game just like the Texans Where he, he was very shifty, he was very slippery He was breaking a handful of tackles He had a touchdown taken back By a holding penalty And then the next play after uh, Darryl Williams Took in a touchdown uh, He got taken out in the red zone once again He lost his red zone opportunities We talked about this last week in depth Where he just does not get his touches in the red zone I I would agree I definitely would agree. But this is
0: this game is perfect for him. Uh, I think it fit very perfect. Everything lined up. It was pouring in Buffalo. Uh, they were gonna run the ball. You saw the ball slip out of Josh Allen's hands and Patrick Mahomes' hands early. So they had to run the ball. And the only guy they really have is Hilaire right now and Daryl Williams. Obviously, they use both of them, but when Lev Bell gets there, I think there is going to be a split. I, I'm i not reading too much into this game. Great game, good, good for him, but Lev is going to eat in there. If you're using Daryl Williams at the goal line, Lev is going to take some touches.
1: It is pretty unfortunate. Now, Tyreek Hill had three receptions for 20 yards. He hobbled in and out of the game and off the field. I think this is definitely going to be something we're going to have to look out for as the days go by and the, how he monitors practice throughout the week. I'm more concerned about the Bills right now mm-hmm. because Josh Allen, he, he he didn't play very well. He was four, 14 for 27. That's a lot guy. of dump-offs. Two touchdowns. He, he saved his fantasy day with two touchdowns. Uh, 122 yards passing. He had a game-ending interception. That is definitely going to hurt a lot of people's fantasy scores with those minus two. Now, he had also eight carries, 42 yards. Uh, he was the Bills' leading rusher. Which is pretty unfortunate in a rainy day. You would definitely want to see Devin Singletary kind of take that role by the how, reins, how concerned, which he has not. How concerned are we with Singletary? You have to be yeah, concerned I, at this point. I, I think you really do.
0: This is a perfect game for him to be and for them to run the ball, and they it couldn't
1: do it. They really could not. Uh, they had a couple good runs in the beginning of the game that... Uh, Devin Singletary looked like he was about to take over the game for a little bit. Then, you know, a tackle behind the line here, gain of one there. And then all of a sudden they became a deficit and had to kind of make up for it with the pass. And Josh Allen was the best runner on the field, breaking tackles left and right. Uh, I'm not going to read too much into it because it was a rainy game. It was a difficult game for Josh Allen and both of his bad games were in the rain. This week and last week against Tennessee, so I'm not ready to say you know you should be wary of Josh Allen and he's a not start and forget type player. But right now, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking at him and wondering what I'm gonna get in next week.
0: Yeah, and and Singletary has not gone over 75 rushing yards this this year.
1: Yeah, it, it, I mean, I mean
0: it, nine carries first game, 10, 13. He had one. Good game against uh, Las Vegas, which was eighteen carries, which is what you love to see, right? You want to see, and then it. eleven carries. So it is concerning. Uh, to me, it's very concerning. I
1: mean, a lot of people want to make the excuse of Zach Moss, but Zach Moss had two k ca- uh, had five carries for ten yards. He's also b- was injured too. Yes, at one point. Yeah. And so he, so he's disappointing. It,
0: it, it's been disappointing. I don't think there's any way to go
1: about that Uh, I think the running game as a whole has been disappointing Josh Allen isn't running as much as we anticipated he's passing it phenomenally but running it not nearly as much and neither is Devin Singletary or Zach Moss definitely failing their draft stock now let's move on to the Texans versus the Titans who had an overtime thriller definitely a great game to watch so I I do want to Uh, Bash on Red Zone a little bit real quick because while this game was having the game-winning drive by the Titans and then the OT drive, uh, they decided for some reason to switch off of this game and then go to like the Jets in Miami. I don't know what they were doing. They were going through some garbage games. Adam Gase paying them. He must be. I mean, I don't know what Adam Gase is doing, but he's consistently stealing the spotlight from the traditional good games that we're taken back from.
0: Uh, I'll wait until the Jets game comes okay, up before okay, I talk okay, about yeah, it. Okay, yeah, please, please, please.
1: Now, let's go back onto this one. Deshaun Watson had a monstrous game, 300 passing yards, four at touchdowns. David Johnson, 19 carries for a touchdown himself. Now, I think the real story on this one is going to be the wide receivers. More more likely, Darren Fells. I mean, six catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Seven targets total. Will Fuller, uh, we, t- we called it in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. We said he is a star-is-born candidate. And I think he has shown out and shown up as long as he has long as he is healthy, he is a start and forget type player, yeah. it's
0: it the whole offense changed when Bill O'Brien left. and it it looks way better. I, I would love to see David Johnson get more involved, but Will Fuller is the main guy there, and Brandon Cooks being able to stretch the field a little bit and actually getting involved I think helps him drastically.
1: Brandon Cooks, nine catches, nine targets, 68 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it, Brandon Cooks was a drop candidate two weeks ago. He is not necessarily a must-start, but you should feel pretty confident in putting him in. Uh, that defense for the Texans It looks very disappointing, so I feel like they're definitely going to have to play catch-up or air it out in order to keep up in games. But speaking of disappointing, let's talk about the Titans' defense. And unable to really get anything going. A lot of people were taking the Titans' defense, expecting a lot of turnovers, a lot of sacks, a lot of good defensive play. But that's been pretty disappointing on that side. Ryan Tannehill... 360 yards, four touchdowns himself. So he had a monster game. I'm putting Trent Hanna as a start-and-forget type player at this point. I'm very comfortable with him. But speaking of monster, we have Derrick Henry for 212 yards and two touchdowns. A lot of people were very disappointed with Derrick Henry production, but you cannot <laughs> complain out of that. He He's killing
0: it right now. I mean, a- absolutely. I, like It's just... it's. 212
1: yards and just nine-yard average. 9.6-yard average per carry. Uh, I mean, if you were, were in a half-point PPR, he put up a 40-burger. If you're in a standard, it was a 39-burger. A.J. Brown had two touchdowns off five receptions. Now, I do want to say A.J. Brown's yardage is a little low. Yes. Now, that, was,
0: that was one of my concerns in the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, it was definitely. I remember you definitely did mention that one. His touchdowns have definitely uh, compensated for it, but it's hard, to, it's hard to rely on touchdowns. Yeah, it it's is. It's very hard. Now, Anthony Frischker, the backup tight end to John New Smith, after he left the game. I mean, eight receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown himself. That is a monster game. He will be a monster pickup. Of course, we will discuss that. In the waiver wire period now Cleveland versus Pittsburgh This was a sad game To watch <laughs> I mean How sad. Uh, Like Every single time Red zone put this up It was either a Baker Mayfield sack Interception or Chase Claypool making a ridiculous Reception across the field which I mean It was consistent all around The field I mean Baker Mayfield 119 yards and two interceptions uh Kareem Hunt, 13 carries for 40 yards. Pretty sad. Himself, best receiver on the field was Austin Hooper with 52 yards. I mean, he was disappointing all year. Austin Hooper, if you're in a PPR format, ha- finally had a semi-decent game. Jarvis Landry with 40 yards. Odell, 25. I mean, it, it was a sad game all around. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely a sad game. Baker Mayfield didn't look himself, or he did look himself. He did look himself. Other. He just did. Like trash. Yeah, like garbage, uh, Odell Beckham. It, can we talk about this for a second? It's sad. It, it. I I was talking to you and discussing. I can't start him every week. He's not, not my start. It's it's a spot start for me. I don't feel comfortable with him. They were working so hard trying to get him the ball, and, and I understand, talented guy, but it, it you can't keep doing it every week. It, it's not going to work. He needs You need to actually have a real offense on a regular basis and have Baker Mayfield actually be able to get him the ball. Or put Jarvis Landry as quarterback. Uh,
1: right now, Jarvis Landry is Odell's best friend, receiver, and quarterback. Baker Mayfield has absolutely ruined his career. Right now, he is dialing Eli on speed dial going, can you please come back and throw me the football because it's the only way I'm going to be relevant. Uh, I mean, the Steelers... Uh, James Conner, 20 carries, over 100 yards, one touchdown. He is asking for you to apologize to him? No. No, you don't want to apologize? No, next week he'll get hurt. No, please don't say that. That really hurts my feeling. (laughs) Chase Claypool, four receptions, 74 yards. He is the leading receiver for the Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster, two receptions, six yards. Congratulations to him and himself only. Uh, I mean, Juju, I don't want to say is – he's not droppable, but you're not starting him at this point, right? You're not starting him. And James Washington,
0: I watched that game uh, twice, actually. James Washington looked better than him. Chase Claypool looked like the real deal. Um, You also have to remember Deontay Johnson looks very good and crisp, but he was not there this game. Is he the fourth best receiver
1: on that offense? Potentially
0: you could make an argument right now. Juju?
1: Yes. Yes. You you could definitely make an argument for that. This season, he is the fourth best receiver. I mean, right, I don't know what Odell, I mean not Odell, A.B. was doing to really help him out, but uh, uh, he needs some of it. If it means re-signing A.B. to that team to get Juju jump going. Never happened. That would never happen. And if that never happens, (laughs) congratulations, Juju has found himself into irrelevancy. I mean, right now, Chase Claypool, in my opinion, he might be a sell-high target. Because once Deontay Johnson comes back, I'm not sure what the target share is going to look like. Trace Claypool, he might be a little bit of a gadget player, deep threat to, you know, a Leviska Chenault type player where he's getting carries out of the backfield like he was.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, they dominated that game early. Ben only threw 22 passes, only 162 yards in touchdown. So you don't want to overreact too much. But, I mean, James Washington, Claypool were the main guys. That That's just blatantly obvious.
1: Yeah, and I don't expect this game strip to consistently stay this way where they're up and ahead early. Their defense is making all the plays, getting sacks, getting turnovers. Uh, But it's definitely worthwhile to note that Juju is not the first option on that team right now. Baltimore versus Philadelphia. This was a sneaky game because one Ravens blew them out early, but in garbage time, Carson Wentz definitely made up for his stats. I mean, Carson Wentz, two touchdowns. 213 yards. Miles Sanders, nine nine carries total for 118 yards. He had his fumble loss that happened to score for a touchdown. Congratulations to him and himself. (laughs) Travis Fulgham, six receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown.
0: Ten targets. Yeah. Uh, Looked great. Uh, Alshon and Deshaun Jackson are actually on the up and up, and they might be playing at least Alshon next week, uh, which would be Thursday. We'll have to see on that, but with Miles Sanders out, Carson Wentz is going to have to huck the ball all over the place, and I'm trying to get a wide receiver on that team because they are going to be down, and they are going to have to
1: be throwing that ball. I want Travis Fulgham. I mean, he he has played phenomenally, and he's earned a role even when Deshaun and Alshon come in. He's going to probably be there to fight Jalen Rieger for his spot. In my opinion, Travis is playing much better than Jalen Rieger did. So I, I'm going to be curious and keep an eye out for what the Eagles do. I'm not quite sure I want to put too much into the Travis Fulgham Scott, uh, stock. There we go. But it, it, it's going to be worthwhile to hold on to him and to have him on your roster. Zach Ertz, four receptions, 33 yards, 10 targets, which is nice until he got injured, which is unfortunate. But that has that is the way the cookie crumbles, and uh, now he is probably set to go to the IR. Now on the Ravens side, Lamar Jackson, regard other than a huge uh, run up the middle for a touchdown, uh, he wasn't too crazy going off this game. He had he did have hundred and eight yards rushing, his first hundred yard touchdown of hundred yards rushing of the season, uh, one touchdown passing and rushing. Marquise Brown, leading receiver with fifty seven yards.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson is always a must start. The running back situation is is the big question mark here with J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards uh, without Mark Ingram being in. Uh, Marquise Brown's just been underwhelming.
1: I felt like people should have saw that coming because when you're in a run first offense... Uh, it's hard to get targets, hard to get consistent targets. It's just like the 49ers where they have a lot of talented wide receivers and Debo Samuel no, and Iuke and George Kittle. No, they Kittle. don't. No, they don't? No, no, no they don't. They, don't. No? they have George Kittle. Okay. let's let's. Yeah, they have George Kittle. But you would think being the number one wide receiver on that team would really cement yourself as a viable fantasy starter, but it, it's difficult to do that when you become a touchdown-dependent player. Now, on the Washington football team versus the New York giants the two it was a game of dumpster versus trash uh luckily trash won this game and now they are uh, one and five In the giants kyle allen had a pretty good game it wasn't that bad he had 280 for two touchdowns jd mckissick and antonio gibson both uh shared eight to nine carries neither of them eclipsed 40 yards it was pretty disappointing on both sides
0: <laughs> mclaurin McLaurin, that's, <laughs> it. That, that's it. That's 12 it. 12 targets. McLaurin. That's all I got to say. Just he's the guy you want to start. Uh, no one else. Daniel Jones has been very underwhelming. That offensive line looks absolutely horrible. Um, he did get seven carries, 74 yards to help out the pad those stats a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one thing we did realize, Freeman is the guy back there, 18 carries, 61 yards. Nothing big but to keep an eye on. And, and that offense just
1: looks very, very bad. Darius Slayton, the leading receiver who left in halftime with 41 yards, touchdown, luckily for himself. Now, Golden Tate is who I want to talk about because he has a cap hit of $10 million this year, and he's done absolutely nothing but get embarrassed by Jalen Ramsey this year. It's sad and is disappointing because Golden Tate's a very good wide receiver, and I can't believe he is not getting involved in the way he should be. I don't know if it's Golden Tate has just regressed that much or the offense— that really ruined him, but moving on to the Atlanta Falcons, they're the best one in five team I think ever to play in the NFL against the Minnesota Vikings, who are also one in five. It is surprising to see all these one in five teams lurking around in the shadows right now. But Atlanta Falcons, they put up a forty burger. Julio Jones, he put up his own full forty burger. He he hit two touchdowns, a hundred. 37 yards. Uh, Calvin Ridley, he had his 61 with a touchdown. He left the game early, did not come back. We're still waiting to hear for an injury report or analysis off of him. But uh, right now, Russell Gage, he had a couple receptions. Would you want him if Calvin Ridley cannot start?
0: Yeah, you can play Russell Gage. He would be a nice spot start if you have Calvin Ridley. Julio is the main guy that you want here. This offense looks Completely different with Julio back in it. Uh, Matt Ryan. The team looks completely different without
1: Dan Quinn there. Which is a good sign. I mean, they got their first win of the season. They were 0-5 up to this point. Hayden Hurst finally, finally did something with 57 yards and a touchdown. Congratulations to him. Now, the disappointment of the week and Alexander Madison. 10 carries, 26 yards, a 2.6 average yard per carry now now i do want to point out he did this last year david cook did not play a couple of games last year and then mm-hmm. alexander madison went in everybody spent all their fab put all the marbles on the line on him because i believe it was during the playoffs and he ended up doing the same thing as he did yesterday sunday is night he, i mean it was pretty is disappointing
0: he is he scared to be the number one He's unable it, is he, is to be he the a number little one. Rattled? You I can't don't handle the pressure. I
1: don't think he's big enough to be the number one. He is a strong and great number two, but I don't think he's bulky enough to be the number one. I'll I'll send him that message and I'll see tweet if he responds to you. Now Justin Jefferson, the potential huh. number huh. one. Interesting. Nine receptions, one sixty-six, and two touchdowns. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a monster. Hmm. Now this is all in garbage time, by the way. So this I I think this is, it's not an anomaly but you shouldn't expect this
0: every game. Justin Jefferson was a guy who I said, he is the only wide receiver that I think is ready to produce to a certain extent right off the bat. And we've seen it. He's a very talented wide receiver. One of the most talented that came out. Obviously, Jerry Judy I'm very high on as well. Ruggs as well. But Jefferson is a guy that you want, especially
1: in the Dynasty League. Absolutely. I think almost every first-round receiver has made some sort of impact yeah. this year. I, I think that's good to see. And I you want to see receivers consistently produce when they get drafted because uh, we want to see those big splash names drafted early in the, in the NFL draft. We don't want just big guys getting drafted or QBs getting drafted. We want to see their spot, the spotlight receivers getting taken early on in the draft. So it's very nice to see them improve and show that they're worth it right off the bat now detroit versus jacksonville putting up 34 points we saw galladay put up a nice little hung uh, hundred burger i believe so it, it was good to see that out of him but the story of the game is going to be the running back uh running back situation because yandre swift he had 14 carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns adrian peterson had 15 carries for 40 yards. There was a massive discrepancy and difference in yards per average there. Yeah, uh, DeAndre Swift made some plays. Uh, he th- made th- some that, good that plays. That
0: is blatantly obvious and I think they are going to use him on a he, he earned getting used a decent amount more. Yeah. Uh, I, that's I fair. think I think that's obvious he is the best pass catcher in that backfield, but I'm
1: very surprised on the carries and how well he actually looked. Uh, he did impress a little bit. He turned some heads. Granted, this is against the one in five Jacksonville Jaguars. True. I think the real story is how sad is carry on Johnson right now? He's
0: he's bye bye Felicia. He's, he did have a touchdown he's, he's opportunity.
1: He dropped it. He <laughs> da- he dropped the pass. It was pretty sad to watch. Pretty sad to see. But uh, he remember last year and the year before that where everybody thought he would be one of the best up and coming running backs in the he NFL. He said he did not want to
0: take the workload. He didn't want so it. they're they're taking it away from him.
1: <laughs> you ask? You ask. I shall receive. You did receive. Now Kenny Galladay, four targets, hundred five yards, like I said. The next leading receiver was Dami Amendola with two receptions and thirty one yards. A massive drop off there. Huge drop off. I mean he uh, Kenny Galladay is the man there who a lot of people had ranked very low on the list. Now if you guys were following us in the beginning of the year, you saw me having Kenny Galladay where? Where did we rank Kenny Galladay? I think he was number five. He was number five, hot number five. I mean, he might have been even number four if you allowed me to. It was it was in that range. Definitely in that four to five range. Yeah, I mean I'm very happy with Kenny Galladay. I scooped him in as many leagues if I could and I'm finally reaping the rewards. So Gardner Minshew 2.43 and a touchdown. James Robinson, 12 carries, 29 yards. Do you want to discuss that real quick for me? It
0: hurts my soul against a Lions defense.
1: 2.4 carry average. Now, I'm going to demote James Robinson from RB1 to a touchdown dependent. High upside RB2. Is that fair? Yeah, he's an RB2. RB2? Yeah, yeah he's an RB2. And I, I, th- I
0: feel very comfortable starting him as an RB2. Uh, if it keeps happening, then I'm going to be concerned. But good news is 4 for 4. Four targets, four receptions, twenty-four yards, a touchdown. He's going to be involved in that offense.
1: He is definitely going to be involved. But it, this makes me wonder: Are they going to start bringing in the injured RBs that are? Are on they the actually IRB? ever going to show up? So this is the real question so is: it, it, Like Raquel Armstead has been gone for six weeks. Raquel Armstead, I believe the report is that he's not coming back this year. Okay, that is so the he's rumor. Soft. So apparently, Corona or COVID hit him pretty hard and uh he, he he had a tough time fighting it and uh, he's definitely far from game shape and right now the only other rb is ozingabo he should be coming back off of ir fairly soon reports are at least so we're gonna have to monitor how that goes because it's definitely gonna be a different split in my opinion james robinson might be an elite or a high uh, sell high candidate Potentially.
0: I'm, I'm not overreacting. I, w- I want to actually see someone come back and see what that split is.
1: But but if you sell him before the split, that completely diminishes his value. I'm, I'm not going to sell him before the split. You're not going to sell him before the split? I'm,
0: no. I'll, I'll wait and see. Especially if I have a good amount of depth, you're going to have to
1: offer me something good. If you have a good amount of depth, then you could probably get something pretty good and really elevate your team. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We will... Shall see now. Joey Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Indianapolis. Who happened to blow? I believe it was a twenty-one point lead off of half. The big story of the game is that Mixon came out of the game with a touch. He happened to get a touchdown. T. Higgins pulled out a hundred and twenty-five yards. A. J. Green pulled out ninety-six yards. Tyler Boyd with fifty-four. Now uh, uh, Giovanni Bernard he welched and stole a touchdown carry. On the cold side, I think the big story is how bad and trashed T.Y. Hilton is because, uh, let's see, one reception for 11 yards. Congratulations if you started him. Mm-hmm. You deserve the loss that you're about to get.
0: Their, uh, their offense just looks horrible. It, it looks out of sync. Uh, Phillip Rivers is not a very good quarterback. Yes, he had three touchdowns. Bengals defense is not very good. <laughs> uh, Burton is obviously involved. Jonathan Taylor, 12 carries, 60 yards. He, he was in the passing game for... Four receptions, 55 yards, which is a good sign there. But there, there's really no weapons that they have right now for wide receivers at
1: least. Now, Trey Burton is going to be a high waiver wire target this week. Trey Burton, he had a one rush for one yard and a touchdown. Absolutely stole it from Jonathan Taylor. That made me a little happy inside to see because I know a lot of people raged off of that. Now, let's move on from the Cincinnati. Or, sorry, not Cincinnati, from the Indianapolis to the Chicago versus Carolina. This was a disappointing game for a lot of players because of how disappointing both offenses played. I mean, Carolina on their side, Teddy Bridgewater, he ended up in the negatives, I believe, depending on what league format you're in. If you count a sack as a loss, then you're definitely near there in the negatives. Uh, I mean, he had two interceptions, zero touchdowns. Mike Davis was able to sneak a goal line touchdown away from everybody. Other than that, he was also relatively irrelevant this game. He even had a fumble loss. So, uh, I I want to pose the question to you. Let's you know, wait. you know me. I think scheme is eighty percent, and then player talent is twenty percent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we are seeing the Christian McCaffrey's twenty percent talent really show in a showing like this. Yeah.
0: Uh- Absolutely. And we called it before. I I said Teddy Bridgewater was going to have a horrible game. I said Chicago was going to collapse and handle that offense, and and they kind of did. But Christian McCaffrey would have made a huge
1: difference, in my opinion. I don't think it would have been a ma- ma- monumental difference, but 18 carries for 52, I could see that as 18 carries for 85 yards yeah. and a touchdown, which, yes. I mean, that's not the biggest difference in the world. But, it's a uh, difference. That's, that's about three points of a difference. I mean – Mike Davis had two receptions for 3 yards. Uh that could have been three receptions for 15 yards and yeah, if it would are in been PPR more format. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a 20% difference in talent that I'm going to go with I mean and he's probably not going to lose that fumble which makes you minus 3 you know, points. I'm, so I mean it's it, it's a 20% difference of the 80% of this I'm game. Not, I'm a little excited. You are a little excited? Can can we go to the next game please? Uh, You know what? Before we do that, we're going to look at David Montgomery going 19 carries for 58 yards. How do you feel about that, by the way?
0: It's very sad and depressing. Uh, Just like this is his matchup. Carolina is a horrible defense. They should have been able to run the ball. That's awesome he got the carries. But he's not producing the way you would hope he would with all the volume. He's pretty much doing the same thing he did last year.
1: Same thing? Fair. Fair. Now, I do want to shout out Cole Komet. He had a touchdown, two catches, uh, 20 yards. I feel like we're going to start seeing him more and more. Uh, he, he's not on the fantasy radar in redraft leagues. He's definitely a high priority. In my opinion, tight end target, especially if you are a Zach Ertz owner or if you lack depth in the tight end position. I feel like he is a must-have in your offense uh, or not on your offense, in your lineup. But I'm going to give you the floor for the next game.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Miami Dolphins beat the New York Jets 24-0. Is Adam Gase an offensive guru? Yes. Supposedly. Supposedly. You scored nil, zero, nothing. You are 0-6. How are you still an NFL head coach? You, you had Flacco. You had at least a decent backup to a atrocious backup, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Elite backup. You know... When are they going to let him go it is the real question here. I don't even care about anything in this game on the Jets side. We can talk about the dolphins, but
1: they need to make a change. So I feel bad for the jets defense. Cause they, they, they played pretty well. They had a couple interceptions. They had a couple turnovers for them. They had a couple good stops. I mean, Fitzpatrick had two interceptions this game. The jets defense played as well as they could considering the circumstances, uh, but, unfortunately, the offense, it is what it is. And the Jets, they need Adam Gase. He is a must-need yeah. on the Jets roster. Why? God. Ask me why. Why? Because how else are they going to tank? True. True. They True. need him to tank. And, and then they, fire him after. Yeah, that's, that is That is my assumption of what they're going to do. Now, I want to highlight that LaMichael P. Ryan should be rostered. He should be stashed and kept aside because he had twenty-seven carries. I mean, that's not that's not that great. Twenty-seven yards. Twenty-seven yards. It's not that great. Three point nine average. Not bad. Frank Gore. He had eleven carries for forty-six yards, but Adam Gase has said Lamichael needs to get more. Touches, more receptions, more of everything. He had two catches for nine yards. So, I mean, I feel like Lamichael P. Ryan needs to be stashed. The only reason why you wouldn't want to stash him is because he's on the Jets. But if you're in a dynasty league, he's a must have because Frank Gore is not going to be there next year. If you're in a keeper league, Lamichael Le P. Ryan might be a great option to have because Adam, Adam Gase isn't going to be there next year, most likely. I'm assuming. He's I not. mean, a he's logical not. person uh, would I, assume. I'm, I'm telling
0: you right now, if he is, i'm going to their headquarters you're going we will go to the
1: headquarters oh, please, i will let's pay go. for the flight okay we'll go over okay.
0: there, and we will absolutely get a petition and get him fired
1: oh come on you just say we're gonna fly over there we're gonna go over there and your best response is we're gonna get a petition hell yeah we're <laughs> gonna have a, we're gonna have everyone there we're gonna have a sit-in there's
0: gonna be hundreds and hundreds we gotta of do better than that at least people.
1: light the place on fire If they don't fire him, we'll light it on fire. Well, just throw like paintball guns. Just shoot it right through the window. You're gonna throw a paintball gun. It'll hurt more. uh, Okay. Okay. Logical. What else do you use a gun for? Shooting? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. That was all 1990. (laughs) 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 I mean, uh, I mean, Jameson Crowder, seven receptions, 48 yards. He is unfortunately a must start. I mean, I I don't want to say unfortunately, but look at the targets so though,
0: 14 yeah. targets. Anytime you can put someone as your wide receiver 3 with 14 targets or 10 targets a day daily, that's who you do. You I'm I'm, I'm actually targeting him. He, I'm actually targeting Jameson Crowder in all of my leagues because I don't first I don't think a lot of people are going to have a high value on him. Yes.
1: And second, he's going
0: to be a perfect wide receiver 3 for me.
1: High upside because not necessarily big play upside, but he's just gonna rack up points for He's gonna you. get a floor, especially in PPR. Like, you're you,
0: there's gonna be a nice floor for you right there,
1: and they're gonna be losing all their games. Oh, they're yeah. just gonna have to pass they're the horrible. ball. He's just gonna get opportunity after opportunity on that field. Now, on the Miami Dolphins side, Miles Gaskin he played a pretty good football game. Uh, we saw Tua. Hop out there, the left-handed quarterback, hop out there. He threw two passes for nine yards. Uh, Miles Gaskin, like I said earlier, 19 carries, 91 yards. Unfortunately, no touchdown. He had four receptions for 35 yards. That is a great stat line you want in your running back. I mean, he is a low uh RB2 in my opinion. How do you feel about that right now? I agree. Low RB2. Fitzpatrick, he is a streamer. Uh, this was definitely a disappointing game, in my opinion. Out of him, two interceptions is way too high when you're going against the new York Jets. We expected a little bit more out of you. Now, when we talk about disappointing, we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers. Because Aaron Rodgers definitely disappointed us this game, we expected a shootout. It was a shootout just for only one team, and that was the Tampa Bay Packers. Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers threw a two touchdown, zero touch, through inter two inter- <laughs> uh, He threw a two touch not- I got I it. I-, I got it. I got it. You do You do got it. 16 for 35,
0: 160 yards, two intercept interceptions, no tight or no touchdowns. <laughs> there, lo- see? See? We, see? we both <laughs> can't figure it out at this point. He he played horrendous. That's the bottom line. He got you negative points. He he did not play well. That Buccaneers defense came to show up. Uh Aaron Jones, 10 carries, 15 yards. One touchdown, Jamal Williams, your guy, Thank four you. carries, 34 yards, and 8.5 average.
1: Uh, I mean, A.J. Dillon even got a couple of touches, yep. but he came in in garbage time when they took out all their starters. So hey, I'm not going to read in between this. Aaron Jones had three catches, 26 yards, five targets. You like to see that from young Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is still a start-and-forget type player. He's an RB1, and he's going to get his touchdowns because he gets his looks in the red zone. I mean, he got a little lucky from this touchdown because Aaron Rodgers they had a overturned call after he QB snuck it in and had it down on the one, and then he got his carry up the middle for a touchdown. So it was a lucky game, a lucky game for Aaron Jones. It definitely should not have been what it was, but uh, the Buccaneers. Are the story for this game? Tom Brady, he had two touchdowns, 166 yards. Rashad Jones, he is the only player right now with three consecutive 100 yard games. As Who? he Ronald Jones, oh, uh, you said Rashad. Sorry, Ronald <laughs> Jones is the only player with three consecutive 100 yard games with, and two touchdowns. He had a monster game himself. Uh, Chris Godwin, disappointing game for his first return. 48 yards off five catches mike evans had an even more disappointing game one reception for 10 yards gronkowski came back 74 78 yards and a touchdown on eight targets now, how do you feel about gronkowski is this an outlier game yes absolutely i if you needed a spot start him sure you can
0: but he looks very very slow uh, it's when was it's, he ever fast he was faster than what he was. He looks like Jason Witten out there. Oh, just a bigger version. He's he's slow. He will get catches. He will get some targets. But Godwin Evans are going to be the main guys that are going to eat up a lot of those target shares.
1: Yeah. It, so it, I, and and Evans, I felt like I should have expected a bigger game out of him. I definitely oh, did yeah. not get that out of it. Uh, I'm a little disappointed from the young man.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you're what you're looking is probably. Four receptions, roughly for Gronk, and like forty yards. That's what you're kind of looking for when you start him.
1: Yeah, now, you, this com- is going to be an outlier. How, sure. how comfortable are you with Mike Evans right now? I'm comfortable.
0: I, I, I'm fine with it. I would go out and try to trade for him. Would you? Would you yeah. uh,
1: completely be feel comfortable with Mike Evans after a one reception game? Yeah, I, I would put him back in. You I, I wouldn't. I'm not staying away from him. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Now, let's move on to the Sunday night game. The 49ers came out with a little bit of a vengeance. And uh, they took out the Los Angeles Rams 24-16. to Jimmy Garoppolo, he looked pretty good. He looked all right. It wasn't, you know, his best and stylish game. But he he got the job done. Three touchdowns two sixty eight yards. And, uh, I mean, Raheem Mostar carried him. Uh, until he got hurt We saw Jamaal Hastley Like we saw, talked about early Nine mm-hmm. carries, 37 yards George Kittle, the star of the show Seven receptions, 109 yards and a touchdown Debo Samuel had himself a touchdown as well uh, Brandon Ayuk even found his way into the score sheet But he only had two receptions, 12 yards But that nice, juicy touchdown
0: Which helps out Yeah, it always helps I, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo played well I, With that scheme, I don't think he really has to do much to be totally honest with you. No, so oh, he... Like, he yeah. he just he goes with the scheme, finds his guy. There's going to be an open guy almost every play. Hit him with a short run. Then George Kittle takes it. Yeah, Scores the long touchdown. Uh,
1: now, Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo had 68% of his yards in this game. After the catch, yeah.
0: I mean, if you look at the George Kittle one, he didn't look at anybody else other than Kittle.
1: It was fourth down, he, he was he, an he
0: stared Kittle down the whole time. He knew
1: he knew where he was going 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, but if it's fourth down, game's on the line. George Kittle's getting that ball nine times out of nine. So, I mean, I definitely don't blame him, but the story of this game is, well, there's two stories of this game. Cooper Cup dropping two touchdown passes. He screwed a lot of people over that game. He had a monster, monstrously disappointing game. It was bad. It was awful. It was horrible. It was uh, abysmal. The other story of the game is Daryl Henderson playing 32 snaps, Malcolm Brown playing 28 snaps, and then Cam Akers playing one snap. (laughs) I think (laughs) that is the story of the game, and I just want to say sorry to everybody who fell for it and drafted Cam Akers so early. I don't... How early were people drafting Cam Akers? He had an ADP of the eighth round. That's... I'm, I'm not doing that. I couldn't believe it. We we told people to not do that in the beginning of the year because the Rams don't have a specific guy they like. And right now, Cam Akers wasn't that talented. I mean, re- remember when we... uh. uh, What do you mean he wasn't that talented? I never thought Cam Akers was that great as a running back in general, and I think they had better running backs. I thought Malcolm Brown would take the lead in this running back committee, but ended up being Daryl Henderson. I never thought for a second it was going to be Cam Akers.
0: Yeah, I was thinking more Malcolm Brown as well. Um, I didn't honestly think Daryl Henderson was going to do it. Either, no, though. I thought Daryl Henderson I, I, was going to be trash. I re- I really didn't think that, um, but obviously he showed that he is. Uh, it's a viable option, and he's going to be the guy that you want to put in your lineup. And then Robert Woods with two carries and eleven yards. Just Wanted to
1: throw that out there. Oh yeah, Robert Woods <laughs> is going to get a carry or two from himself. He's also going to get a touchdown or two for himself. Uh, as he had his with 29 yards and a touchdown. Josh Reynolds picked up a nice deep bomb for a touchdown himself. Tyler Higbee finally came onto the score sheet with 56 yards. He was the leading receiver with three receptions. He unfortunately still hasn't eclipsed a five reception or five target game mark yet. And uh, it still makes it difficult for me to put him in my starting lineup. But unfortunately, when you're injury riddled, when you don't have much talent in the tight end position, you just might got to do it. Absolutely. Are you ready for your favorite segment? Oh, my God. Please. Let's go to it. Waiver Wire God. So we're going to start off with Anthony Frischker. Did I say that right? Frisker? 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 I think that's, that's the best way to say it. That's, that's my best shot. That's what you're going to get. Tight ends, tight end. Uh, he's owned in... percent of leagues (laughs) yes and zero one percent yeah almost nothing let's count it as zero right now anthony frischker owns himself in a league and maybe his mom owns him in a league but congratulations (laughs) they are ahead of the curve because with john Usmith out at least i mean at least a week but we're gonna go two weeks with him out two weeks, you're going to get some solid tight end play from Anthony Frischko Ryan Tannehill. He loves his tight end. He loves targeting his tight ends, especially in the red zone, and he's going to get the job done for you. I love that pick. Go ahead. Give me
0: another one. So Boston Scott, I think this is a uh, absolute no-brainer here with uh, your boy Miles Sanders being hurt. He's 12% owned, so he's going to be most likely available in your league. The matchups is where I'm getting it at here. Uh, New York Giants is next. Not a very good defense. The run defense is a little bit better than what we expected, but Dallas is week eight. Then they have a bye week, week nine, which my, I think Miles Sanders will be back week 10, but week seven and eight is where you're going to use him at.
1: I do not think Miles Sanders is going to be back until week 10. If you have a waiver claim, you have waiver priority, mm-hmm. How are you going to use it for Boston Scott?
0: I'm considering it. If I if I need to win now, I'm, I'm definitely considering If you have a good amount of FAB, I would use it on him. How much FAB are you putting on a two-week rental? It depends what your team is looking at. If you need a must-win now, I think you're putting a good amount in. If you're, if you're at the borderline of, what, one and five, two and four, and you need wins, this is a time where you get wins. You need to worry about the next week or the week you're at,
1: and that's it. Don't worry about the future, because you need a win. But it's Boston Scott, Corey Clements, still there. It, it, they they always use committees. This is so, the first time they've never used a committee. What do you
0: think, Boston Scott? Are you saying Boston Scott's going to be useless? What's th- your What's your What's your take here?
1: I think he's going to get ten carries. Ten carries. I think that's where I put him because that's what Miles Sanders was getting the last two games. Last two games, he's had nine and eight carries. I don't necessarily see Boston Scott getting a 20 carry game I think 15 is around his limit so 15 touches 15 touches I'm I'm fine with that you're fine with that but how much fab are you going to drop for 15 touches I'm not saying dropping a hundred
0: fab uh-huh. I'm saying I would I'd drop 15 20 okay. roughly I mean, it's nothing crazy nothing wild but it it's all dependent on what your team is at right now
1: yeah I, th- I think you that's going to be the move yeah. on how comfortable you feel now, DeAndre Swift, I, I feel like we need to list him. He yep. is 75% owned. That means there's 25% of the leagues where he might be available. Uh, he, he might be a sneaky pickup because he might eclipse that job. Uh, I think the Lions are on the up and up. I like the way the team is going. A lot of people like to hate on uh Matt Fat Patricia. Sorry. How do we say it? Fat Tricia? Fat Tricia. Yeah, Fat Tricia. Uh, a lot of people hating on him. I think their reasons are valid but I like the way the team is going in their direction right now I think DeAndre Swift is gonna see a lot more playing time He might eclipse Adrian Peterson because after Adrian Peterson scored his touchdown He literally told DeAndre Swift. He said here come come get some carries come get some work and he did so I mean If AP thinks that highly of DeAndre Swift and literally told Uh Johnson to hit the curb then he might be worth having on your
0: roster 75% owned. That's absolutely insane
1: 75, I, which is surprising to me. I didn't think he'd be owned this much. No, that that seems crazy to me. Mm. Uh, I, yeah. But a lot of people took him. He had an average draft position, like Cam Akers, in about the seventh round. So I, a lot of people did invest a little bit into him. That is crazy. It so my next guy is going
0: to be Trey Burton. Trey Burton? Trey Burton, only 12% owned. That offense does not look good. They don't have a lot of weapons. Burton has been a spot start to say the least okay Um, tight ends have been rough unfortunately week 7 they have a bye but when he comes back Detroit good matchup if you need a spot start that's who I'm going for
1: yeah Trey Burton he might not even just be a spot start type player he might be an every week player, depending on how it goes. I mean, for, for tight ends, yeah, hundred percent. Because tight
0: ends are—you have the top three or four, and, and then it's a—it's a, it's a crapshoot after that.
1: Exactly. Uh, tr- uh, Johnny Smith, he's gone. Zach Hurts, he's gone. Dallas Goddard, he is still on the IR. We don't know his situation. There's a lot of tight ends out there. Noah Fant, we don't know his situation. I'd personally prefer Trey Burton over Noah Fant at this point. Uh, I don't know if you consider that a hot take. Say it one more time. I would rather start Trey Burton over Noah Fant.
0: Well, Noah Fant's been hurt. Exactly. But if he's healthy,
1: I'm starting Noah Fant. No, Noah Fant. So uh, I'm gonna stick with Trey Burton on that one. He is 12% owned, so okay. I'm not gonna spend a waiver claim. I'd put $10 a fab. Yeah, I'm not. I honestly probably wouldn't even do
0: that. You don't think so? No, I'd probably wait and see if I can grab him after waivers
1: right now are
0: not the greatest.
1: No, it's not too strong. There's no must have type player. There there are injured players and there are players to help your team out, but n- nothing significant right now. Now, Jamichael Hastley, Niners running back, he is the undrafted, stuck it out in the practice squad, got called up and uh, he made an in for himself a little bit against the Rams with nine carries. If you are trusted to take game ending carries, like the way Jamichael Hastley was doing, you are definitely considered a safe and viable running back with Raheem Mostard out. I mean, Raheem Mostard, he's probably going to go in the IR, so he's missing a minimum three weeks. Christian McCaffrey is about to miss five weeks because of his injury. Okay, Raheem Mostard, he's going to miss about five weeks. That's what you want to guesstimate. And the way Jermichael Hastley has the opportunity to get 10, 15 carries a game especially when you're on a run first offense a kyle shanahan run first offense it's different you know it's not like an adam GaSe run first offense even though they are both elite top tier offensive minded talent would you want to agree with me I, I agree
0: yeah
1: sure you want you want to agree with? sure yeah. make your
0: make your day yeah thank you make,
1: make you feel you special thank you thank you sorry mm-hmm. thank you so i mean uh mckinnon the other Niners RB, he got pulled out of the game because he was unable to make any plays. And then Jermichael Hayley, that's where he got his playing time. If that happens again and most likely will happen again because uh, McKennon has been a little bit on the disappointing side this year uh, regardless of his opportunities. So I want to put Jermichael Haseley 0% owned right now. So maybe 1.0% owned at this point. Uh, I think he is worth having on your roster. I like it. My guy is
0: going to be Tim Patrick. Uh, We talked about him, what, two weeks ago?
1: We did. We Um, did. I put him on the uh, list. we had a
0: discussion on would I rather have Jerry Judy or Tim Patrick against the New England Patriots, and I was going for Patrick. Uh, I thought Gilmore was going to stick on Jerry Judy, and Patrick had a better game. I am going out and trying to get him. He plays Kansas City, Chargers next, Atlanta, Raiders, Miami, He looks very good. Let's start off with that. 18% owned. He is going to be a good spot start against
1: Kansas City. Pick him up. I think he's worth a pickup. Two weeks ago when we talked about him, I think he was owned in 3% of leagues. And he only shot up 15%. I think that is abysmal. Right now, he's been wide receiver 24 and eighteen in the past couple of weeks. He has put up over ten points in fantasy P- half point PPR in every one of his weeks where he played a majority of the snaps. And uh, other than Jerry Judy, he is the only other option on that field. And if you're gonna be the only other option on that field, you gotta get targets, you gotta get looks, you gotta get yards. Agree. I fully agree. Now Gus Edwards, I wanna add him to the list. Three percent owned. He had a touchdown, he's gonna get his goal line looks, he's gonna get a short down. And yard looks. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, he's disappointing. Can we agree, or is that disagreeing? I think all of them are disappointing at this point. All the Ravens RBs, but we've seen Gus Edwards do it before. Yes, that's one hundred percent correct. I fully agree with your point there. Gus Edwards, I think he's going to be the goal line back. I think, I uh, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be in between the red zones. And then Gus is going to take over in the red zones. And if you're going to be in the red zones, you're going to get the touchdowns. That offense is going to get in the red zones. And if you're going to get in the red zone, then Gus Edwards might be a very solid back to put in your lineup. In the red zone? Especially in the red zone. Love it. So my next guy is Bill's
0: defense. We both love them. Oh, they, yeah. And the main reason, they play the Jets. They play the Why? The Jets are horrible. Adam Gase is the coach. But Absolutely he's elite. trash. He's horrible. Horrendous.
1: So, so who's, who's more who who is more elite? Let's hear. Let's hear. Who's more elite? Okay, that's right. Joe Flacco? Or Adam Gase? Flacco. Okay. Because scheme matters more. Scheme matters more oh, Same?
0: Same? So Joe Adam, it's, So Super it's
1: Super Adam Gaze's fault. It's fully I, Okay. So there you go. Joe Flacco is a Hall of Fame QB. I'm just gonna put it out there now. Fair. No. <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. Super Bowl MVP. In- very sad. Incorrect. Uh, come on. Give me a break. Give me a help. So G- Giovanni Bernard. Bengals RB, 4% owned. So uh, in a league, you are a mixing owner. Oh, And yes. for fun that week, I picked up Giovanni Bernard and kind of taunted you a little bit that he was going to get hurt. Of course. Unfortunately, the second I drop him, he gets hurt. So uh, that, that was my luck. In my take of that. But right now, Joe Mixon, I expect him to miss this week like we talked about it earlier. And I wouldn't be surprised if he missed another week after that. So, I mean, Giovanni Bernard, he had a touchdown. He is a good RB in himself. I'm I'm not going to call, call him a slouch or any of that. Uh, but it, if Mixon's not playing, then he's going to get 15 carries. And he's going to get about five targets, five receptions. And uh, off of that, you have a good floor.
0: We've seen it before where Giovanni Bernard, Mixon's out for some reason. Bernard is very, very viable and always potentially gets you points. So Giovanni Bernard is going to be that guy if Mixon is out. That's just if that happens.
1: So I haven't turn, tuned on, just on a complete side note. I haven't tuned on to the Dallas and Cowboys, uh, Dallas and Cardinals game. Can you give me a rundown on what's going on right now?
0: You you really like to just like just poke the fire, don't you? <laughs> don't you? So Kenny and Drake dropped another ball.
1: Okay. Um I I don't know what to tell you at this point. So I, on my phone, on the Yahoo app, I just tuned into the guess, game right guess now. Guess who's in right now. I see you Chase, see Chase Edmonds, Edmonds in right now. I see them in pistol formation. You know I like pistol, right? Oh, you love it. I, I like my pistol. Oh, oh Kyle, look at look, that Kyler. Look up. at the Kyler. Okay, no, he's, going. He's, going. he's going, ooh, ooh onto the five-yard line. Okay, Kyler. so we're going to keep you updated on if he scores a touchdown, on who scores a touchdown, just because I think it's hilarious. But while that is going on, <laughs> Dallas Goddard, we talked about him a lot earlier tight end for the Eagles 41% owned and the best part about him I think you have to have him for this reason is that he goes in your IR slot currently because he is on the IR so logically he goes in the IR slot so meaning (laughs) you could pick him up put him in your IR slot and then you could pick up somebody else else in the meantime and then when he's off the IR congratulations Zach Ertz he's hurt and he's going on to the IR therefore you have a starting caliber tight end in your position and even with Zach Ertz there Dallas Goddard is still a viable fantasy start in my opinion yes so he's been through three weeks on the IR so he is
0: viable to be able to come back we'll see if it's this week probably next week against Dallas but if Ertz is gone Goddard is a must-have
1: I mean right now NFL wise Zach Ertz is a trade candidate I believe the team is looking to shop him around so he might not be there for very long especially if he's not going to be productive on that roster they want they might want to sell him while he still has trade value Oh, as Christian Kirk. Little, ooh, a little touch pass to the end zone. Congratulations. Beautiful, you said you beautiful, had... Uh, beautiful, thank you. You said you, you had you. Christian. Okay, there you go. You're always looking out for me. Thanks. Yeah, I got you. See, look at that. Um, I did it for anything you. Anything before we finish the stream. Finish the stream. Okay. S- finish this pod. Now, huh? Thank I'm you. So thank sorry. you. Yeah, you got to use your right vocabulary. I'm a little excited. You I know, know you are. That, that that made you very happy. That was the Hopkins. You that know? gave you six points. There you go. Love it. Now, of course, as soon as we turn off this podcast, we are going to go on youtube and record a couple of fun segments for everybody to see we're definitely going to rock a couple of skits so make sure to tune in at top tier tactics fantasy football on youtube of course if you enjoyed and like this episode be sure to stick around for when we talk about or buy trades and sell it next episode but other than that i am natter alongside bud sign off everybody please see you guys next time good luck
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too.